there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things fab, women empowerment, and life coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a mindset transformation coach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the She is Fab podcast. My name is Evelyn, your host, Mindset Transformation Coach. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Martine Felton. She is a writer, self-published author, intuitive life coach, and medium. Welcome, Martine. Thank you for having me, Evelyn. How are you doing today? I'm so glad to have you. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing okay. Doing good. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring up that energy level. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I am well. It is nine o'clock, but I'm doing good. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Your day's winding down. That yes. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell us more about you and and your message. What do you do? 
Well, um, first, I am a writer, and I recently self-published a memoir, um, uh, a teaching memoir, and it really highlights and chronicles the my past toxic relationships and um, the lessons that I learned from those relationships, the um, how I started identifying as an empath. And well, back then I didn't really know. And um, at the end of every chapter, I um, offer the reader affirmations and, and a journal prompt for that specific lesson. And I really, you know, show like growth and self-awareness through that journey of self-love and realizing, you know, that I didn't have to put up with stuff, you know, negative negativity from relationships. I didn't have to put up with narcissistic behavior from my partners and that I came into a place of self-realization and really focusing on myself and really changing my mindset from being, um, feeling unworthy and not honoring myself to a place where, a space where I started realizing like, hey, I have to get my act together. It's all about me. It's not all about being in a relationship and um, Mm -hmm. kind of insert, trying to insert myself into Mm -hmm. someone else's dysfunction. You know what I mean? Yes, that's, that's a really great point. I mean, I feel like especially as women, Mm-hmm. We'll be in these relationships that are detrimental to us. And it yes. takes either a catalyst or a series of lessons before you move on. What's great about you is that you obviously are a coach. You went through your own development, realizations, and awareness. Mm-hmm. And now you have this book, uh, You Love, You Learn, right? right? That you're sharing with others, sharing your experience, and also helping them to, like you said, affirm and do their own journal writing activity to mm-hmm. address the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And each chapter, um, well, I didn't put, I didn't really put in all of the relationships because then I felt like it was kind of (laughs) overkill. (laughs) And it would be like, oh God, really? Again, Martine, you're doing, you didn't learn. (laughs) But um, it was the major ones, the, you know, Mm -hmm. the ones that opened my eyes and sort of cracked me open in a sense to Mm -hmm. what I was going through, what was going on around me and was like, and you do, like you said, um, sometimes there needs to be a catalyst. Yeah. And those things are the, what opened me up to, to self-realization and, you know, wanting to, you know, improve my situation Mm -hmm. and, and get out. And I really feel like the book, is relatable because a lot of us have been in narcissistic relationships, have Mm -hmm. been in bad relationships. Well, I wouldn't say all narcissistic, but have been in relationships that weren't, that we didn't have any business being in. So um, I think women will be, be able to relate to the lessons and see the, the mindset shift from the beginning to the end and how I met my husband. Now Um, we've been together for, almost 11 years and how, you know, I, it kind of was a slow progression for me to realize, to to come into that self-love mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Uh, self-love is so important. And again, as women, I feel like we don't always provide that tender loving care or love for ourselves. We're always mm-hmm. externally making sure everybody else's needs are met. Yeah. And that's the case in a relationship as well. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to ask, did the authoring or creating of the book come before life coaching or was life coaching first and then the book? Um, the book, it was kind of simultaneous in a sense, because I always had the idea of writing the book in my mind, but never put pen to paper. Um, the life coaching, I took, I got my certification actually before I actually wrote the book, but I was gathering all of the information for the book while I was getting my certification. And Mm -hmm. the entire book is from journal entries that I kind Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, I put together and um, told the story through my journal entries because I was a big journaler. Yeah. I love that. Anybody that journals, like, applause. People don't realize just how much growth, what you can really take out of journaling, right? From developing Mm -hmm. positive rituals and habits to seeing patterns, right? And seeing those shifts in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Have Um, you ever, have you ever, have you ever gone, are you, do you journal? I do on the daily. (laughs) Yes. Have you ever gone um, back like a few years in your journal and mm-hmm. and witness the growth right on the pages in front of you. And you're like, wow, yes. I was, or, or I was, I, for me, I, when I went back to the journals, when I was writing the book, I was like, wow, I was so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to laugh. You have to be able to laugh at yourself because it's like, wow, yes. did I really do things like that? That was I that pathetic. <laughs> and it's like, Wow. I was like, yeah, definitely. Even if I don't even write this book, the growth alone Mm -hmm. that I'm reading right now is worth it. Yes, I am with you on that. I look back uh, on my journals and I'm just like, what was I thinking? What was my mindset? Or how did I put myself in that situation? Yes. Uh, I will say I had a purge uh, not long ago where I got rid of my journals from like uh, childhood. That's how long I've been journaling. I'm like, I have to let, let them go. I need the space. But, you know, for me, it's a a practice that I have kept up into Mm -hmm. adulthood that I Mm -hmm. use, you know, in my own coaching with my clients. And so it's so important because, like you said, you see these patterns, you see your growth, you see the shift, and it allows you to really measure how you've changed and developed. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I like that to measure. Yeah, definitely. Because I saw a lot of of that in the pages as I, you know, as I went back and was deciding what I was going to include in the book and what I, you know, was just going to leave out because you want the, you want the story to move forward. And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously not every journal entry you're going to put in because it just doesn't, not every day something, you know, happened, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, some days it's just like, um, I ate this and I talked to so-and-so. It's yeah. like super boring. <laughs> right, right. And so you want to keep the the story, you know, going and stick to the key, you know, mm-hmm. elements of the story. So that was my so, process. So I have to ask your mm-hmm. husband. Um, yeah. I'm assuming he's read the book. He read it Has- before I published it. Yes. Okay. Did he provide any sort of a feedback or opinion 
Um, he, I had him read it before I published it because I wanted him to know he, he knew what I was writing about from the gate anyway. But mm-hmm. once I was done, done, I had him, um, read the, you know, the book and he, you know, he, if you know my husband, you know that he is a comic. So <laughs> he, um, had a lot of, um, comedic commentary, but he mostly everything that happened in there, he knew about. So it wasn't mm. new information for him. Gotcha. So he totally approved. Okay, good. Because having the support of your partner or whoever yes. is mm-hmm. your, your support is important, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's why I wanted him to read it before I published it. Mm-hmm. You know, because if there was anything that he was uncomfortable with, then I would, you know, have to consider, you know, accommodating that because, mm-hmm. you know, you want, you know, you put your family first. So I basically right. a lot of times, <clears throat> I mean, I did change names. So, <laughs> you know, obviously you have to do that when you're writing a story like this or um, mm-hmm. a memoir and a um so I changed names and things like that. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Nobody's going to get put on the spot, but you know who you are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the book is titled You Love, You Learn. Mm-hmm. And is this a recent publishing? Yeah, I just released it in February, on February 26th of this year. And it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles online and um in other major book retailers online as well. I hopefully bookstores are buying it and putting it on their shelves as well. It's available Mm -hmm. to them if they'd like to purchase it and put it on their book, on their bookshelves. (laughs) That's great. Is it on Kindle unlimited by any chance? I'm not sure. I'm not going to check into that. Um, I'm going to go look it up because I love supporting, you know, writers and publishers that come Mm -hmm. on my show, on my podcast, my show. (laughs) And I'm an avid reader. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways, you know, that I support people, obviously you have to practice what you preach. I'm about women empowerment. Right. Is by actually going and copying what they're putting out there. Right. Especially if it's a book. So I'm going to add your book to my reading list. (laughs) And it's not that it's not that long. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's, it'll be a quick read. Because I okay. have so many books on my Kindle and physical copies of books that I'm that are just waiting to be read because I wanted to support like you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy her book. I'm going to buy his book. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yes. And then I have like this <laughs> stack of books that was just waiting to be read. And I need a really long vacation in order to read those books. <laughs> Oh, girl, you and me both. I've been already dreaming about the beach. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we talked about the fact that the book is about your experience with love and several relationships and how they have impacted you. Yes. Uh, In your coaching, has it become more centered on relationships, on self-care, or what is your coaching about, really? My coaching is really about, is more centered on self-care and... Mm -hmm. Um, helping women and and men too, um, but I I have to be honest. I really focus on women, <laughs> um, and helping women who are feeling overwhelmed and feeling stuck and not feeling like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I help them connect with their true self and connect with themselves and um, and connect with the things that they really want to do in order for them to feel abundant, to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, happy, to feel purposeful. So that, so that really starts with self-love, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. I really start with shifting the mindset from a more empowered mindset, a more loving mindset for yourself. And that way, once you get into that mindset, everything else that you involve yourself in changes, you know? And Speaking you look at language. things. Yeah, you, you speak. You you look at things differently once you're like loving yourself and you're setting boundaries and you're walking. You're being pur- purposeful. Everything changes for you. Yes, that is really important. There, what you said in mm-hmm. terms of boundaries, right? Yes. So, what people fail to understand is that realistically, we came into the world alone, and we're going to leave it most likely alone. Mm-hmm. The relationship with yourself is of the utmost importance because if you can't love yourself and care for yourself fully, how can you provide that same care and love to another individual, Mm -hmm. right? So incorporating that self-love, really practicing, engaging authentically is important because it will elevate you to new heights. Yep. Literally raise your vibration. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Exactly. Literally. Like I said, just speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> so I, that's how I really start off with my, with my clients. And that's what I really focus on, focus on. And then from there, whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish the goal that they have set for themselves, you know, then we work towards that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we know about this wonderful book that I'm going to cop after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your coaching, which you've given us a brief overview on. Right. Is there anything that you're currently looking to share in terms of either an, a new offering or a framework with your coaching? Um, I am working on a self-love challenge, just trying to get the particulars on that situated. And also... Um, working on, working on the challenge and working on, and I'm offering complimentary clarity calls for those who are not really sure if they need a coach or what it is all about. And the reason why I'm offering these calls is for people who are, you know, have questions. And also if they feel like, um, if, you know, if we vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. if, and a lot of times people think they need a coach, but really they need a, a therapist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, you know, we need to have a little bit, a little bit of a discovery session before we actually jump in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, that's why I offer the complimentary calls to find out, you know, what's needed and, and what's not. And then for your calls um, on average, what do you... How much time do you spend? Is it 30 minutes, 45 minutes? I know it's different for every coach. Yeah. I mean, I say I advertise it as 30 minutes, but if it goes to 45, that's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes a little bit longer, you know, to get to, you know, the the heart of the matter. Because a lot of times people think, well, I want to work on this and they think it's a particular thing, but then in actuality, it's something else as we start Mm -hmm. talking. 
and hashing things out, then um, we discover that it's something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So guys that are listening or even watching on YouTube, Martine said mm-hmm. a couple of great things there when it comes to coaching. One, the discovery call or in her case, a complimentary call mm-hmm. uh, is important for both parties, coach and the interested uh, party to understand if, like she said, the vibe is right. If they can actually help you with what you're trying to uh, pursue. Mm-hmm. And it's a no pressure, no obligation. So for those of you that are interested in either, you know, maybe becoming a coach or or working with a coach, I recommend that you take advantage of the discovery calls that practically all coaches offer yes. to learn more. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's really important to really discover what's what is needed and what, you know, is not. Mm-hmm. Totally. Now, I'm sure that as a coach, you've had to turn some people away, right? Because it's not like you can't just, I mean, you could, you could pay and then mm-hmm. work with the coach, mm-hmm. but good coaches have an application process after, you know, a discovery call, right? Or even before. Have you had to turn away clients uh, maybe after the discovery call or having that first touch base where you find out it's not really going to work? Well, I did have a discovery call with someone one time and excuse me, the reason why it didn't work out is because I don't think that she was ready to do the work. I don't, I, I felt like she thought, I don't know, like it was going to be some magic solution. Like I was just going to sit and listen to her talk and, and but there's work involved after, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when I did indicate to her that it's best for us to meet um, at least twice a month so that you have time because, you know, she was a mom of like five or whatever. Um, So, so at least when we meet, then you have time in between our next meeting to do the work. Mm Mm-hmm you know, or to do the tasks that you have and, you know, that you're trying to do the task for the thing that you're trying to pursue. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that she realized um, what it entailed to hire a coach. I really felt like she needed more of a therapist. Gotcha. That's a good point too, right? Mm -hmm. A good coach needs to know uh, when and when they can't work with the client mm-hmm. in a case where, like you mentioned therapy, right? Some people will come to you as a coach requesting some sort of uh, aid, mm-hmm. but you know that what they need is actually a therapist or a psychologist. Yeah. So being able to identify that is, is really important because you don't want to do any harm, right? It's not just about mm-hmm. getting clients and getting paid, right? We have a, a broader responsibility to these individuals, right? And um, uh, something else you mentioned, yeah, uh, is the uh, the work. <laughs> <laughs> we're not magicians. We don't yes. have a wand. We're not going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. We are your accountability partners and those who help you strategize and implement. Right? We give you the tools and resources, but ultimately, you have to want it and then do the work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, Evelyn, and um, the. For going back to that particular call, like her, the the reason why I felt like she needed more than just a coach is because her level of motivation just wasn't present 
Mm-hmm. It, you know, when you meet a prospective client, it's people who are ready for a coach are ready to get things done and want mm-hmm. accountability are motivated, are ready to go, are like, all right, what do I need to do? What, you know, help me with this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just yes. wasn't there. So that's mm-hmm. why I was like, she doesn't need a coach. She needs something else. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good observation on your part, mm-hmm. right? Because like you said, people that seek out a coach, they're ready to put in the work. They're motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, most often they have a really powerful why that is driving them, which guys, if you don't have a powerful why, motivation is not going to take you so far. Like, right. Let's be real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. And we can only push so far, right? We can only yes. motivate you so much. It's really up to you at the end. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So Martine, I can imagine that, you know, once folks start getting wind of your book and start buying it, they're going to come to you for relationship uh, coaching. (laughs) Have you thought about that? Has that crossed your mind? (laughs) No, I didn't. And it didn't cross my mind until someone else um, asked me, they noticed the, the book that I wrote because I posted in a podcast collaboration group. And someone else asked me if I would come on their podcast to talk about relationships. And I was like, really? (laughs) But I was like, and I thought about it. I was like, well, my book is about relationships. Toxic though that they were, but it's Mm -hmm. still about relationships. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I don't mind getting in that lane. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you know, the unexpected, the things that you're expecting to happen or, you know, something else happens. And, you know, if I go down the relationship coach lane, that's fine. It's not what I expected, mm-hmm. but I, I am definitely open to it. Well, that's good to hear because mm-hmm. I feel like folks, when they reach out to a coach, they believe that coaches have more authority mm-hmm. when they've actually experienced it themselves, right? And most of us seek our niches because of our personal experience. Yes. So to me, that's the first thing I thought, oh, she's a life coach. But once this book is out there, well, I mean, it is out there. But once yes. folks start to really grasp it and learn about it, they might seek you out as an expert in um, either assessing or handling or moving away from toxic relationships. That is true. I was focused. You know why I didn't think about it? Because I was more focused on the self-love journey of it and not Mm -hmm. the relationship aspect of it, which is something that I totally did not consider. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you can, you have two, two branches here, right? You have the self-love and you have the relationships. You can even make a course, like if a course, you know, hasn't crossed your mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) put a little seed in there. (laughs) Yes. You have planted that seed, Evelyn. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And you're welcome, guys. We're all about women empowerment here. We've got to support our sisters. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you for that, for that idea. You're welcome. Um, so going back to the self-love, right, because that was the main focus mm-hmm. of your book. Is there anything that you specifically advise people on? Maybe a, a tip or a mantra that kind of embodies your message on self-love? Um. Definitely don't feel like you have to take on other people's problems, you know, like taking on other people's hurts, other people's pains, um, the people that you are in relationship with. 
if they are experiencing their, you know, everyone's here going through their own individual experience. And then we come together in these relationships. And then we think that because our partner is, you know, um, is experiencing some sort of dysfunction and that we need to take on their, their pain or their hurt. And that's not a good thing to do. Um, so I would really say to those um, who want some sort of like a tip, don't feel like you have to take on your partner's pain. It's and not saying that you don't have to help your partner or help them through whatever it is they're going through, but don't internalize it. Don't take it on as yours. That That is my biggest tip. Advice. I love that message because I mean, how often have we heard, oh, you're going to find the person that completes you, mm-hmm. uh, your better half. And that's not really true. What you're looking, you have to be your own individual whole person, right? You're yes. not missing a piece. You're not here to make somebody else's life better. Mm-hmm. You are a unit that are working towards a mm-hmm. common goal and you help each other, but you're not each other's burden. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And a lot of times we do take on our partner's pains and stuff. And like, you know how they say um, relationships, you know, you bring in like 50% and your partner's supposed to bring in 50. Uh, me and my husband always had that in a, in, um, in common where I felt, I feel like you're supposed to bring in a hundred and the other person's supposed to bring in a hundred, you know what I mean? And to Mm -hmm. bring your individual 100% into the relationship, not 50, 50, Mm -hmm. not like there's, I I never understood that division because if you're coming Mm -hmm. into a relationship, bringing 50% of yourself, there's, where's the rest of you? Yeah, no, that's true. But now I'm going to throw a little wrench in the mix, right? Okay. Because I don't believe that there is a quality in what each person brings, right? Or the percentage, okay. right? right? I feel like you each, uh, there's roles, right, that you play. Mm-hmm. And depending on the role, one person or the other will take that up. So one day it could be 60-40, one day it could be 70, you know, 30. That's One true. day it could be 50, 50. It just depends on the situation and the role that you have to play. Yeah. Because sometimes you're going to need to pick up your partner's slack. Mm-hmm. It, um, if they're having like a bad day or a situation um, and they can't be there at their fullest, then sometimes mm-hmm. you will have to bring more to the table to make up for that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's definitely considerable. Exactly. But now Mm -hmm. if it's always you picking up the slack, then Mm -hmm. you have to reassess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's something's wrong there. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So is there, in writing your book and Mm -hmm. going through your journals, was there a pattern or or something that really struck out with you that was similar in every situation? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. There was always a pattern of me moving too fast. Mm. moving in in the relationship too fast and not and ignoring the red flags you know like breeze going by the red flags going by the the 
<laughs> the traffic light that was like, stop, stop. But I was like, oh, no, that's nothing. <laughs> that was the pattern. It's that, that original infatuation, you know, yes. it is hard to see things clearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we always think, oh, we could maybe live with this or change it later yes. on. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one to change it. And I think for me, it, w- it was not really an in- initial infatuation. It was just looking to be settled, mm. you know, that wanting, that needing to be settled and to settle down and to mm-hmm. have, be in a relationship and have that like picture perfect image mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So that was, that was what was driving me is to get mm-hmm. to be settled. And so when you're, when that's driving you, you kind of breeze by the red flags, <laughs> you know. Some people like the red flags, though. Let's let's be. <laughs> so, um, in regards to moving too fast, do you mm-hmm. think that it was solely on you, or that they were doing something that caused you to move a little faster? Um, yes, I I feel like you know. You know, when you're in the beginning of a relationship, it's not you. Like they say, it's your representative. The real you doesn't come out until, and I've learned this over time, the real person um, doesn't really show themselves until months later. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really feel like a lot of times I was with the, I was looking at the, the representative of that person and not the the real person because you get really get mm-hmm. to know a person when you experience adversity with them, when you go through things and um, especially in marriage, you know, money problems can really, really bring out the best or bring out the worst of you. So once you have those in play and then you add kids to the mix, then mm-hmm. you're, you, you know, you have a recipe for a really strained relationship. Yeah. So, Men who might be listening, do not come for me. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. What are you about <laughs> but, to say? Uh-oh. But sometimes men are at fault for progressing the relationship mm-hmm. a lot faster. And what I mean to say by that is that sometimes men pressure you or give you the idea that they want to go all in. They'll be like, oh, let's move in together. Let's yes. They make all these plans. And so you yes. think, oh, you drop your guard. I'm safe. He wants to move fast. But then yes. once you're on board, it's like, mm-hmm. hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the reality sets in. They're like, oh, well, wait a minute. This is not what I thought it was going to be, you know? And mm-hmm. us as women, we're sort of conditioned to look for that safe place in relationships mm-hmm. instead of um, looking for that safe place within us ourselves. So we all, Mm -hmm. we are, so it's, we spend so much, so much time trying to unlearn all of that conditioning. And that's what the whole self-love journey for me is about is unlearning all of the things that I was conditioned to, you know, to do back then. And now Mm -hmm. unlearning that and kind of, you know, working through that. 
That's right. A lot of our problems <laughs> tend <laughs> to, you know, deal with our experiences, our upbringing, mm-hmm. the beliefs that we've developed, you know, as we as we've grown. Yeah. Do you think that the relationships that you have had, there were things that stemmed from maybe the relationship with your father? That's that's a common oh, one. Yes. Yes. It's in my book, too, because I have um, I had definitely had daddy issues and it's not that he wasn't there. He was there. He raised me. Um, but, you know, I come from like a Haitian background. And so they're old school. They're like providers, protectors and stuff. They don't really affirm, although they love you. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's just a different upbringing for them. And like parents you know, people that are my parents' age, they grew, you know, you can't expect people their age to to think about self-love or affirmations and, <laughs> and hugging your kids. Like they love you, but they their love translates differently, you know, mm-hmm. for them showing their kids that they love them is, um, providing them with food, (laughs) providing them with shelter, giving them the things that they need, you know, Mm -hmm. to get, to get move forward in life. It's not about, oh, they don't know anything about telling their kids like, oh, you're beautiful. You're special. You're, you're this, you know, that you're that. Um, It's all about go to school, go to work, get a good job, meet a man, get married, have kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's, that's what it is for them. So, (laughs) And that's their count. That was their consciousness. So, but as adult, as an adult, I realized that now it was my responsibility to unlearn all of that and to heal from all of that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely had daddy issues. I was definitely looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. My family upbringing was similar to yours where Mm -hmm. um, like outward affection or like verbalizing was like weird. (laughs) Like you said, it, it was about you got food, you got clothes, like, like you're taken care of. Like, yes, I love you. You should like, be happy. It. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> so then what's funny is that as I've got older, like I want to say like into my 20s, my parents, I guess, you know, because they develop, you know, we continue to develop even into old age. Yes. Now they're more, uh, they show affection outwardly a lot more. And I'm like, it's weird. Why are you? Because <laughs> I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up that way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I felt that because when I had kids, like in in particular with my mom, she was showing all this affection to my daughters, to my mm-hmm. little, and I was like, "Well, you never did that to me, you know what I mean?" And I liked it. I liked it for my daughter. I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes, you know, that's great." But on the other hand, I was like, "Hey, I didn't get that." <laughs> but that's it, it happens. Yes. Yes. But like you said, your daughter's benefiting from it and yes. that makes their bond a lot mm-hmm. more special too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so with reading your book, with the theme, you know, about self-love and self-care, um, what are you expecting that your audience and the folks that read your book are going to get out of it? <sighs> Hopefully they will relate and kind of see themselves in my stories and yeah, kind of put themselves in those situations and, and learn that, um, 
you know, that it's just not because a lot of times we feel isolated in those situations in our relationships and we think that nobody understands and nobody has experienced this before. And I really Mm -hmm. hope that whoever reads the book understands that, hey, this happens to this happens to the best of us. A lot of Mm -hmm. us, a lot of women are go through um, relationships where they they're not necessarily honoring themselves and they learn to love themselves and get out of it, you know, and move on from it and, and, and live better lives. Mm-hmm. So when I was much younger, I used mm-hmm. to think that I would have the, the pity party, right? When a relationship yes. didn't work out the way that mm-hmm. I thought it would. And I would think, you know, what's wrong with me? The blame would be centered on me. What did I do wrong for it to fall apart? Never, right. you know, what led to it? What was the catalyst? How did we both cause things to go the way that that they did? Right. And later I came to this like realization aha moment. I'm like, you know what? Not everything is meant to work out. Not everything is rainbows and roses. Sometimes mm-hmm. people come into your life because they have a lesson for you. They have something that is going to allow you to grow or develop in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I chalked those relationships up to, okay, I learned and I developed from it. And so I move and engage differently with my next relationship. Yes. And that is why I titled the book that. That is exactly why. That's one reason. And another another reason is because when that, the the book actually dates back many years um, evolving into up till now, but in particular, back in the nineties, I used to listen to Alanis Morissette and she had this song <laughs> called, um, you learn, you love, she, it was, um, you love, you learn, or you mm-hmm. live, you learn anyway. Um, the melody of it, you know, cause she kept saying you, you live, you learn, you love, you learn, and you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of my favorite songs by her. And mm. Alanis Morissette is, has, you know, publicly identified as an empath and a really spiritual person like myself. So I, I was like, this is perfect <laughs> for the title. And the butterflies yeah. on the cover, you know, um, represent transformation. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that image, um, I knew that that was the perfect image for the cover. That's perfect. You're right. The mm-hmm. butterfly, you know, from caterpillar to this beautiful yes. uh, butterfly. And the title mm-hmm. itself, You Love, You Learn, right? Yeah. We are the culmination of all of our experiences that we've and lived. Lessons. Good and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have a, a copy of your book near you by any chance? Do you want to yes. like flesh it up for folks that are watching? Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, guys, look at that cover. If you're listening, go on YouTube and watch. It's a beautiful cover. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and also on my website as well, martinepelton.com. Yes. Thanks for, for putting that in there. Guys, mm-hmm. we're going to put all the details, all the links to get in touch with her. Make sure that you go out and you cop the book. It's not a long read, like she said, and it's going to benefit you in many ways, whether you are a man or a woman. Yes. Or if you're a man wanting to buy it for a woman. <laughs> that too. Yep. <laughs> buy it for your sister, your mom, yes, your cousin, exactly. your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Martin, before I let you go, mm-hmm. is there any last bit of wisdom or tidbit you want to share with the audience? Um, again, I would really, the last bit of wisdom I would really want to share is, you know, not taking on other people's stuff and also being more confident and being more sure of yourself and knowing that um, your journey is just what it is. It is your journey. It's your individual journey. And um, we're all here for um, a unique experience. So make it a great one. Yes, a great message. Guys, rewind that and listen to it again. It's important. Um, And again, we're going to put all the details in the YouTube details and podcast details for how to get in touch with Martine. Make sure you follow her, subscribe, because eventually she's going to go into the relationship field and she's also going to make a course. <laughs> yes. So just be on the lookout. Yes, you're speaking that into existence where the manifestation has started today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Martine, this was a really great conversation. Uh, it flew by for one. Yes. Uh, it was really, you know, fun because I got a sense of who you are, how you coach, and then, you know, what your book is about. Thank you. Thank you. I had a great time. This is like a conversation over coffee that yes. I have with a girlfriend. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're able to come on here and share your wisdom and passion. All right, everyone. So like I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. Bye. So as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.